And welcome into the Friday edition, the weekend edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you along for the next hour or so. Uh, this show is going to be dedicated entirely to the Bucks' Game 2 loss to the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Uh, this is a replay of last night's Palermo's postgame show, in case you missed it on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. But the final score, 118-108. to The Bucks losing Game 2 and falling two games to none behind the Phoenix Suns uh, in the NBA Finals. Giannis Adetokounmpo tried to do it by himself, 42 points in 40 minutes on the floor, 15 of 22 from the field. At the end of the day, the Suns just shot the ball better than the Bucks did. Overall from the field, Phoenix 50%, 20 of 40. The Bucks just 9 of 31. So the Suns shot 11 three-pointers and made 11 three-pointers more than the Bucks did the final tally. Again, a 10-point loss, 118-108. to 108. Uh, The Bucks really no answer for Devin Booker, uh, specifically late in that ballgame. Booker really took over, making three out of four three-pointers, uh, scoring nine points. Mikael Bridges, 10 points in the final stanza as well for Phoenix. And they just got more rebounds than the Bucks did uh, not overall for the game, but certainly in that uh, sequence late in the ball game that you'll hear from Mike Budenholzer coming up in just a few minutes as well. That was kind of one of the death knells for the Bucks when they had sliced it uh, with about eight and a half minutes left to play to a five-point game. It finished as a ten-point margin for the Bucks, but at you know, the end of it, when the final horn sounded. It was another Suns victory. So here's the Palermo's postgame show from Thursday night's Game 2 on 97.3 The Game. Welcome to the Palermo's postgame show. Hit us with your gut reactions now at 414-799-1973 or tweet at the game MKE. Eight seconds remaining on the shot clock. Suns go inside to Bridges, shovels it quickly to DeAndre Ayton, right to the rim, and in. Ball stops, three-pointer on the way, Shazam, and he's fouled. He is fouled, how about that? Now they go over to Crowder in the far corner, underneath the Bridges, reverse layup won't go, rebound will, PA, DeAndre Ayton with a whammo. Ball, top of the key with it. Ball still on the dribble. Fade away 18-footer, looks good, is good. Now here's Doug Russell and Bob Brainerd. Well, that's not the way that was supposed to wind up going, but uh, the Bucks wind up losing Game 2 by a final score of 118-108. to 108. Welcome in. It's the Palermo's post-game show. Doug Russell and Bob Brainerd with you for about the next hour or so. We'll go out live to the podium when Mike Budenholzer and some of his players, certainly Giannis, will come to the podium as well. But, Bob, this was all Giannis and very, very little else. Little help. Little help, little help. Hello, anybody? Little help. 42 points for Giannis. This is the guy with the bum wheel, right? 15 of 22 shooting, uh, 1 of 5 from three-point land. 11 of 18, pretty good at the free-throw line. Chipping in 12 rebounds as well, so a double-double, four assists. And yet, it's crickets after that. Next up in scoring was Drew Holiday with 17, but boy, did he labor, Doug, to get 17 points on seven of 21 shooting. Pat Connaughton was good off the bench. We talked about the bench two nights ago on how they didn't contribute at all. Connaughton threw in 5 of 10 from the field. 4 of 9 of those are from three-point land for 14. But P.J. Tucker, no offense. Chris Middleton, 11 points. That hurts. So Giannis, it's... I made the comment on Twitter, Doug, that at the end, when the Phoenix Suns were putting this game away... And and I'm not joking when I say this. The Bucks look disgusted with themselves. I think they well they they, they were look, they should have been yeah they were looking around just like how is this happening? Why are we not in the right places defensively? Why are we letting why are we letting Bridges go off for a career playoff high twenty seven points? Booker's Booker he had thirty one, but Bridges had twenty seven points. You keep. Aiton and check. He only gets 10, but Bridges throws in 27. That's embarrassing defense. It was embarrassing defense, yes. Um, they never really seemed to have any kind of coherent defense. There was so much overhelping. There was so much over-pursuit. There was Chris Paul just completely flummoxing them again on defense. Aiton was quiet, you're right, through the first three quarters. And then, almost as if they scripted it this way, Monty Williams... 
gives DeAndre Ayton this pep talk. Say, look at me. You can do- You can dominate. You don't have to dominate with points, but there are other ways you can dominate. And then Ayton goes out, gets a block shot, gets a couple big rebounds, and he did dominate. And it, it wasn't necessarily everything that's going to show up in the box score, but he went out and in the fourth quarter, after that pep talk, it's, I guess it worked. Because, again, you look at the final score, 118 to 108. Did this, to me, this felt like a 30-point blowout. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking the same thing. I mean, if, if you didn't watch a second of this Game 2 finals, Doug, and you, you tune in now and you go, okay, who won? All right, the Suns won. Oh, 118, 108. All right, well, the Bucks. Uh, no. It, it felt like the Bucks were in scramble mode. And in some respects, they were literally in scramble mode. You talked about the overhelping. They were constantly trying to switch and fight through, which is good, but they were scrambling. And the Phoenix Suns saw this, recognized it, and they just toyed with the Bucks. And they would make the extra pass and then another extra pass, an extra, extra pass, if you will. And they toyed with the Bucks on defense when they were too over-aggressive, when they over-screened, over, just, it, it was, it was, Phoenix was the better team. I said this two nights ago, I'll say it again. Phoenix was the better basketball team. Their heads were in the right place in games one and in games two. Combined from beyond the three-point line tonight, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, guys that you need to knock down shots, combined, they were two for nine from beyond the arc. You're not going to win very many basketball games that way. Going inside the box score, we know about Giannis. 42 points, 15 of 22 from the field. He still took five three-pointers. I don't uh, four, four too many. Four too yeah. many. Yeah, I'll give him. I will allow him two, but beyond that, you're not helping anything. You're not helping your team win. You're not helping stretch the defense. You're just taking shots because they're daring you to take that shot because they know that you can't hit it at least with any regularity. And he didn't. He was twenty percent tonight from beyond the arc. Did get to the line 18 times. It was hack a Greek. And made 11. Made 11 of them, which was fine. That's good. You know, if, if he can make 18 or 11 of 18, you, yeah. I, I'll take that. Absolutely. I'll take that. Bucks fans will take that. But here's the thing, Doug. We mentioned Anacupo, Antetokounmpo, 15 of 22. You know who almost took 22 shots? Drew Holiday. He Man. took 21, and he made only seven. Drew Holiday, we've seen this before in the playoffs. There has to be times when he, okay, he's trying to be aggressive. He's trying to be involved offensively. Understandable. But there has to be times when Drew Holiday flips the switch internally. Can't come from Bud. Has to come internally when it's like, okay, Drew, it's not fallen tonight, but you can do so much more. You can be a facilitator. You can certainly be a defensive guy, which he did many times tonight, but he took as almost as many shots as Anadokounmpo and made seven. When will he realize that it's not falling? I need to do other things to help my team. He didn't do that again tonight. Uh, PellaWI.com, talk and text line. It's wide open tonight, Bucks fans. 414-799-1973. Already came in even before the buzzer went off, Doug. Uh, from the 920, Giannis, best player in the league, but Milwaukee is just like Cleveland and LBJ no one else shows up. If I was Giannis, I would demand a trade. He deserves a title. He always shows up. Okay. Well, he's not going to get a trade, so right. no, you get that out of your flush that out of your mind. Um, Mequon Marie, all Giannis, sad showing for the rest of the team. Feels so bad for him. And then Bernie and Rhinelander, home of the whole dags. I uh, hope you read this tomorrow. We're going to read it tonight. We're Bernie. Read it right now. All of you guys rock. We're down by 11, 158 remaining. Win or lose, Bud and our boys need to finish this series. To, to get the championship. How do we do it this way? One, keep playing our game. <laughs> Two, start screening. Phoenix is hard or harder than they do. They're kind of good at it. Three, send good mojo to Holiday. He needs some love. We have them where we want them. Really? I call Bucks four straight for the crown. That's Bernie and Rylander. Okay, well. Uh, if you're going to go Bucks and six, they're going to have to. That's yeah, it's going to have to be Bucks in the next next four. All right, thanks. Thank you, Bernie. And again, uh, we welcome your texts or, or your phone calls if you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Either number works 
to get it accomplished at 414-799-1973. All right, let's go inside the box score as we await Mike Budenholzer at the podium. We mentioned Giannis. By the way, Giannis for the second straight game, the only Milwaukee Buck that saw action tonight that was positive in the plus-minus. I don't think plus-minus is everything, but in the for what it's worth, while they were on the floor, while Giannis was on the floor with his teammates, they were plus three. Uh, he finishes with 42 points, uh, again, 15 or 22 from the field. Everybody else shrunk up like a scared turtle. P.J. Tucker tonight only took five shots, made his only three-pointer that he took, but three of five for seven points tonight. Brooke Lopez, four of ten, and was he put the ball on the floor. There was one, that one sequence that you and I were watching the game together tonight, Bob, and I about just chucked my soda can into the television. You said naughty why, words. Why is he putting the ball on the floor and trying to drive the lane? That's not his game. Not his game. If he wants to shoot it from the wing, great. He's a catch and shoot. Or he's an inside the paint, take it to the rim guy. He's not a, I'm going to drive it from the elbow to the blocks. That's not his game. And yet... He tried that, or at least uh, from just inside the perimeter down to the blocks. Uh, so, Brooke Lopez, 4 of 10, finished with 8 points. Chris Middleton, 5 of 16 shooting. Number one, he's got to make more than 5 shots, but he's also got to take more than 16. 1 of 6 from beyond the arc, finished with 11 points. Yeah, he, he, got, he was awful. He, he got gun shy. And, I, and, and I, Doug, I think there's a difference between when I say Holiday needs to internally say, stop shooting, do other things. With Chris Middleton, there's not other things really he can do. He has to shoot. He has to be a volume shooter. If they're not going, Chris Middleton is not somebody you can say, all right, I'm going to stop shooting tonight. Maybe he did. Maybe he got gun shy. Maybe Giannis didn't let him shoot more in the third quarter. But that can't happen with him. With Holiday, it can't. And it should. He should know when to shut it off and say, I'll do other things besides shooting. Middleton should say, I need to shoot more. Uh, again, plus minus, not everything. Uh, Middleton's was minus 15 tonight. Con- Connaughton's was minus 14. But Connaughton, and, and he, and he but made- Connaughton, <laughs> Connaughton showed up tonight. He was 5 of 10, 4 of 9 from 3. He scored 14 points off the bench. He scored more than Chris Middleton, and yet the plus minus was minus 14. Yeah, I know. That, Whatever. Again, Whatever. Again, plus minus isn't everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just one of those, yeah. it's a metric. They throw it in the box score for a reason, I suppose. And I want to. I just want to point this out, and I'm not going to harp on this because it's not a difference maker. It's just a, it's a head scratcher. Bobby Portis, we all know what the man did in the Atlanta series. He got the Bucks to the NBA Finals. Yeah, he did. He played five minutes tonight. Four minutes and 39 seconds, if we're exact. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Timekeeper. Four, one, one of two. One of them was a three. He missed it. He had one. Re, oh, he had two rebounds and one steal for two points. His plus minus was minus five. Look, look I, I don't know if he got in a bad place with Bud again. I don't know if it was a matchup thing. But I didn't see a whole lot out there from somebody he could have replaced like P.J. Tucker that he might have, I, I don't know. I don't know if Bobby Portis. Thro- how, do you, how do you get into a bad place with Bud, though? Because all he, he must done, He must have in the Brooklyn series because <laughs> he was gone. He was on the doghouse. Right, house. but then he comes back in the Eastern Conference Finals and was spectacular. I know. I, I don't get it. And, and so I don't get why Portis wasn't in there. Again, I don't know if he wasn't, if, if he's in there more, is he the difference? I don't know. Probably not. But I just don't understand why a guy is so prevalent in the series before, and then he's a ghost Yeah. In, in this game. Less than five minutes on the court for Bobby Portis. And also, Doug, I don't know if Bobby Portis thrived on the fact that he got the start, that he was tapped on the shoulder when Giannis went down. They tapped him on the shoulder and said, we need you, number nine, we need you. And he was like, Superman, you know, Clark Kent into the phone booth, right? But they needed him tonight. They need him tonight. I don't know if he thrives in the starting role, and when he goes back to the bench, it's like, uh, it's, a, it's a different mindset. I don't know. I, I'm asking all these rhetorical questions, and again, I'll, I'll bottom line this, and then I'm done with Bobby Portis. I don't know if it makes a difference if he, if he plays more or not. The Phoenix Suns were, again, the better basketball team. All five of their starters scored in double digits tonight. Um, you've got Devin Booker, who for a while there could have thrown it in from – Tucson and seemingly made it. He finished with 31 points, 12 of 25 from the field, made seven three-pointers tonight. Chris Paul, 10 of 20. It seems like he made a lot more shots than that. He only scored 23 points tonight, but Chris Paul was just pesky the entire night. 
made three of his five three-point attempts. Jay Crowder, four of eight, made three of his five three-point attempts. This was a team that was 20 of 40 from beyond the arc. They made 11 more three-pointers than the Bucks did. That's, 11. That's the Bucks game. That's 30, I know, and that's 33 points, and the Bucks attacked the inside early, which was fine. I don't mind them attacking the inside. I don't mind them going to the paint, but then it just seemed like they... They lost their way, and they, they never had any kind of identity tonight beyond the first quarter or beyond Giannis in the third. When you when you establish yourself— Mike Budenholzer's coming up. Okay, yeah, let's, let's hear from the coach. But you obviously get the, the huge game offensively out of Giannis, but Drew and Chris struggle. What did you see that led to their struggles tonight? Um, you know, you always give credit to the defense. Um, you know, those guys, uh, you know, do a good job, and— um, there's probably a few looks um, that, um, you know, I think that they got to go in, you know, when you're playing against a good defensive team, you get a good clean one. Um, Drew, Drew was getting to the paint a lot. I liked his aggressiveness. So, um, you know, I think we, we need all three of those guys. And, um, you know, I think they just keep working. They'll come good. And then defensively with Paul and Booker, what did you see tonight? It felt like they were still getting loose and kind of getting to their spots. Mm, I mean, I, you know, we'll look at the film. I thought, you know, the, uh, you know, Drew and, and his uh, pressure and um, being up. And, um, you know, I think it'll be like, you know, every game, there'll be some good stuff. There'll be, um, you know, some ones where they're hitting tough shots. Um, so we just got to keep making it tough on them. Back right to Jim. Go ahead, please. Um, I guess you speak a little bit to, to, I guess, what Giannis tried to do or did do there in the third quarter. I think 13 straight points for the team to kind of cut that deficit. And then I guess after that, you, you probably needed somebody to, to make some shots after. So what did you kind of see as, as he kind of took over a little bit offensively, but then you know couldn't, couldn't quite sustain it? No, I mean, you know, I think it's a six-point game with four and a half minutes to go. Um, you know, I think we had a, an open wing three, you know, that had cut it to three. And um, I, I think a couple of, you know, offensive boards, um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't get that rebound that we needed. So I thought the group, you know, um, after being down 15, 16, whatever it was, you know, Giannis took a big load and we were right there, uh, with four and a half to go. Um, you know, so I think, you know, we just got to go home, um, you know, look at, look at the film again tonight and just, you know, keep working to, uh, to get better against this group. Second row on the left to Tim. Mike, you, you mentioned those uh, those rebounds in the fourth quarter. Obviously, you went small to kind of combat them. Is that part of the calculus in terms of deciding whether to go small and instead of having Brooke on the court when you put yourself in position, maybe give up some of those? Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's the great part about the playoffs. Um, you know, sometimes you need to play smaller, um, more shooting, um, things of that nature. And, um, you know, it, it can hurt you in other areas. It's It's like that give and take game. And um, you know, I thought, I thought Brooke had good minutes. I thought Brooke helped us. Um, but that small group, you know, we've, we've had to do it in other series and other games. They've got to rebound and, you know, everybody's got to participate. So, um, you got to be able to do both. You guys talked about wanting to limit them in transition and at the line, you're able to do that, but then they get a little loose on from three, get 23s. Was there anything that you guys broke down at in that respect, or was that more of what they were doing offensively? Um, you know, a little bit of both. I think, uh, you know, their, their ability to kind of, you know, make the pass kind of on time on target, um, you know, uh, Paul and Booker attract a lot of attention and, um, you know, particularly in the first half, um, you know, I think they made us pay a little bit for that, for that extra attention on them. Bridges hit some shots, Crowder hit some shots, you know, they make 23s tonight. Um, so I think, um, you know, and then they made some tough ones too. Um, but I think, you know, their ability to attract a little bit of attention and then make the pass and guys make shots. Um, you know, hopefully that's an area where we can improve. Third row on the right. Go ahead. Uh, Bud, I think Giannis played 40 minutes tonight. Is there any limit to the number of minutes he can play right now? And, and for you personally, is it difficult to lean on him as much as you have to right now, considering the injury he's playing with? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, um, you know, there's feedback between, you know, him and myself and, and the sports performance. And, um, you know, I think he's in a pretty good place, obviously, um, conditioning wise, it's, you know, to, to take, you know, first of all, to have the injury and then have, you know, five days, six days, whatever it was before game one. Um, you know, but I, he won't, 
he wants to be out there. It's, it's hard to, but I, I think he, he understands, you know, and I think he'll be better going into game three, his conditioning, um, everything. So um, I think he wants us to lean on him hard. He, he wants um, as much responsibility as we can give him. And uh, that's part of what makes him great. Uh, and just a quick follow physically, is there anything you feel like is different to his game right now? Or are you seeing he's able to do all the same things? Yeah, I would say pretty much, uh, you know, the norm, um, you know, which is which is very good and very special. So, um, you know, we, we just need him to keep pushing. Second row on the right to Laurie. I wanted to go back to Drew. You really don't have a lot of time for practice and rest. So do you talk to him about shot selection, go inside constantly to get things rolling? And I know, secondly, you like to play free, but and every team wants to get a lead. And, and so do you maybe have some more structure in the next game, set plays, things like that, just to get him rolling? Or what do you do if it's not those things? Yeah, no, I mean, I think Drew, um, you know, got some good looks. I actually think, he, you know, there's some opportunities where he can be even more aggressive. He's got to be aggressive from the three-point line. He's got to be aggressive getting to the paint, and he was. Um, and so, you know, are there, you know, things we'll walk through and we'll talk about? Yeah, but at the end of the day, we've built our habits. Um, this group um, has done a lot of good things, and, you know, uh, we're going home. You know, it's, it's, we're, we're excited about our crowd. We're excited about being there. And we got to go play our game. Drew's got to play his game. He knows how to play. Um, he and I will talk, but it'll be more just keep being aggressive. And, um, you know, our spacing, I think, was better tonight. I think his opportunities are better. And I think we just got to keep doing that going into game three. Front row to Melissa. Hey, bud. Uh, there, there was a clip of Giannis being extremely vocal during a timeout. What did you think of just the intensity that he showed from literally tip-off through the entire game? Yeah, no, he's impressive. You know, I think his leadership – He's always um, taking that on and I think growing there and, um, you know, he and Chris and, and Tuck and the timeouts, the group, I, I think, you know, there's a, there's a ton of togetherness and, and it's good. That's what you need. Uh, you're in a hostile environment. And so I, I just love the way Giannis talks to his teammates. Um, even, you know, the other night when he was out, the connection, um, and he's a great leader. Back around the left. Yeah. Uh, Mike, obviously down 2-0 and you've trailed, you know, for most of both games. Uh, but then there were a couple of times you've been a couple possessions away. So, you know, how close do you think you are? Um, you know, what do you leave here feeling good about? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think both first quarters we've we've been pretty good or, you know, we've been in a good place. Um, the second quarter tonight stands out. They the last four or five minutes of the second quarter, um, we're able to get some separation that I think hurt, and, and again in, in start of the third quarter. So, but I, I think you know defensively, um, I think there's some progress, some improvement, and we just got to keep working that end. And same thing offensively, um, you know, we just got to get better. We got to go home and and play good basketball. Second row to Eric. Uh, you guys got it to five ninety three eighty eight, and then Giannis needed to come out. What was ailing him in that moment? Was that early fourth quarter? Like, the, I think the 10 or 11 minute mark of the fourth quarter. I I, maybe a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think he, he had a, uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't say anything, but I, I'm pretty certain it was a cramp or he felt a, not, not anything with the injury or anything. I think just a, a little bit of a cramping, um, get some fluids in him, um, just get him a little bit of a rest um, was what he was feeling at that point, if, if I'm pretty sure it's about the same time. Any more questions? All right, thanks. Thank you, Coach. All right, there you go. Mike Budenholzer, Bucks head coach, after tonight's uh, 10-point loss, uh, 118-108. to 108. The game was lost, really, for the Bucks in the second quarter. They were outscored 30-16, to 16, but down the stretch, uh, some key rebounds that the Bucks did not get uh, when they went small really kind of did them in as well. The PellaWI.com talk and text line is open to you at 414-799-1973. Again, 414-799-1973. We'll take a short time out. We'll be back with your texts, and also the phone lines are open for you as well. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Doug Russell, Bob Brainerd alongside. It's the Palermo's postgame show. The Bucks. 118-108, loser tonight at Phoenix, down two games to none to the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. We're back in a flash on 97.3 The Game.
well. Down 2-0 now, Doug. Yeah, down 2-0, 118-108, the final score. Welcome back in. It's the Palermo's post-game show. Doug Russell and Bob Brainerd, our post-game show, of course. Well, it's called the Palermo's post-game show. It's sponsored by Palermo's. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. I had half of one tonight. I was going to share one with you tonight, but somebody, somebody's wife cooked for him at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I partook. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's, made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria, that's what I had tonight, Connie's Urban Pie, and Screamin' Sicilian. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Sendix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's. Giannis, not sedated tonight. He is the only thing, Bob Brainerd, that kept this club in tonight's game and made it kind of close in the fourth quarter. 42 points for Giannis on 15 of 22 shooting. He led everybody in the gym, but the Bucks fall 118-108. PellaWI.com talking text line. It's open for your late night pleasure at 414-799-1973. You can call us. You can text us. A couple texts, one from the 262. Ask the question, Doug, do the Bucks play better when Giannis goes for 40 or for 25. Well, I think they're better off when he goes for 40, but I think that there are other guys that are around him, in my opinion, from what I've seen, that kind of rely on him and maybe rely subconsciously on him. Um, Giannis makes the Bucks better. Drew Holiday is an integral part of this Bucks team, and the Bucks are better off with Drew Holiday on the floor with Giannis on the floor. But I don't think individually, as a player, Drew Holiday necessarily is a better player when Giannis is on the floor with him. How you connect all of those dots, how you make Drew Holiday a better player when Giannis is on the floor, at least in this playoffs so far through the first three series. And I don't know what's happened to Drew. And I mean, he had a great game six against Atlanta when Giannis was out. They needed to have him, and they got a great performance from him. But Drew Holiday has struggled offensively and at times defensively this playoff season with and you know specifically with Giannis on the floor for whatever reason and I'm and I don't know why. Hesky Robbins texts in. Pesky or Hesky? Hesky with an H. Hmm. You know. Okay. Uh, what does Hesky mean? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, frustrating loss, guys. Bucks played a good game. Giannis was unbelievable tonight. Middleton, eleven points is pathetic. That's not good. He plays decent. Bucks. It, oh, if he plays decent, Buck, Bucks win. His inconsistency is so darn frustrating to watch. I've stood up for him all this year while other fans hated on him. But sheesh, Bucks played a very good game. Sun shot fifty percent from three. That didn't help. Uh, tough, tough loss because it feels like we should have had that game. And then some naughty words about Middleton again. Uh, then, then he he added another text. Hesky did. He said, wasted an all-time performance by Giannis. That, that's part of what stings with this game tonight, Doug, is that when Giannis took over in the third quarter like he did, when he has the game tonight like he did, you're hoping to get complimentary games. You're not saying, I need Middleton to score 42 points as well. I need Drew Holiday to have 32. Mm-hmm. You need everybody to have complimentary games. You need them to just play their game. If Giannis is having a 42-burger like he did tonight – and everybody else has their normal game, you win this game. But normal is not Middleton for 11. Normal is not Holiday for 17 on 7 of 21. Normal is not Bobby Portis playing less than five minutes and scoring two. Normal is not P.J. Tucker getting seven and only getting five rebounds. Yeah, this was a one-man show tonight for the Bucks, and that's where they lost this game because – a game like this where one guy can take over, yeah, that's going to be okay against Toronto in January on a Tuesday night. That'll be okay against a bad team like the Raptors this year. I know they won a couple of years ago, but certainly they're different, they were a different team this past season, just using them as an example. Um, but, again, you look at Phoenix, and they were led by Devin Booker, as they have been throughout much of the season. Chris Paul then chipped in 23. Mikhail Bridges, who I think is an underrated player and has been an underrated player, one of the most durable players in the NBA for the last several seasons, 27 points tonight. He really turned it on in the fourth quarter as well. DeAndre Ayton was a little bit of a non-factor, but came up with 11 big rebounds. So he helped affect the, the, the team on the other end, came up with a couple of big block shots as well. Everybody participated. Everybody contributed on one side, and it was a one-man show on the other. And that's not a winning formula. When you mention what Ayton did, okay, he's struggling offensively, all right? He's not getting that many looks, and when he does, he's not finishing. He scores only 10. 
and a bunch of those came late. That's what I'm talking about with Drew Holiday. Aiton realized, I'm not going to have this monster game like I did in game one. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the looks. I'm not feeling it offensively. So what does he do? He says, I'll do other things. I'll play good defense. I'll get boards. That's what Holiday needs to do. He needs to flip the switch like Aiton did. Aiton did that, and he's younger. He's le- has less experience than Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday doesn't know when to say, okay, back it off, do other things. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't know. Exactly why. I mean, when you look at Middleton and you look at Holiday, these aren't young players no. in the NBA. These are veteran players. It, you know, Holiday's played more than a decade in the NBA. Middleton's right there at about a decade in the NBA. It, it was it was frustrating from the standpoint that you just felt like, again, this this was a missed opportunity. If you get the doors blown off of you by just a better team, okay, that's going to happen. You don't like it. it happened against Brooklyn, it happened. Yeah, remember game two? Game two. I mean, it was frustrating because they weren't competitive. It was frustrating because it felt like the series was over. It was frustrating because it was like, well, are you even going to show up? Giannis, on a bad wheel scored 42 points tonight and did just about everything you could have possibly asked him to do except for taking maybe a few less three-pointers. And this this game was not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. This game was a five-point game in the fourth quarter, and you felt like they were close. And then, you know, those those sequences that Mike Budenholzer talked about where it was one rebound after another after another in the fourth quarter, and that started to happen uh, in the ball game with... Uh, about four and a half minutes left. Uh, Pat Connaughton missed a three-pointer. Jay Crowder came up with a rebound. Chris Paul tried a three-pointer, missed it. Bridges came down with a rebound. Booker then tried a three-pointer, missed it. Aiton came down with a rebound. I mean, it was... Just get the damn ball! Oh, jeez. I thought you hit something in... Just the desk. Yeah, just the desk. Um, a, 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 write, a beat writer, um, it's, a, it's a news news reporter... Um, in Phoenix, tweeted this out. And, and and this didn't help either, Doug. At one point, the noise meter registered 111.5 decibels in the Suns arena. The crowd was almost as loud as a plane taking off. That's 118 decibels. Yeah. So, and, and look. It's the finals, it's, man. It's it's the finals. And and because of the way the Bucks played in those spurts that you just mentioned, that's when the crowd ramped it up. And you needed to... Th- take them out. When it, yeah, and they and they were close, Doug. They were close to taking them out of the game because you, you could sense the tide is turning. They were getting nervous. And then when they couldn't and the Suns started to get back into their rhythm, back into their groove, the crowd joined them. The crowd got really loud like a jet plane, she just tweeted out. And then the Bucks again, I tweeted out that the Bucks looked disgusted with themselves with those sequences because they looked defeated. They looked like we had the chance and we didn't finish properly we let these guys go and close this game out with 845 left the bucks trailed by five plenty of time tons of time with less than five minutes left they trailed by six i mean that's not that's not overwhelming but it is when you can't get a shot off i thought chris middleton settled for some bad shots tonight yep i don't think they worked very hard for some Good shots. And Phoenix played more aggressive basketball, except for the first quarter. I thought the Bucks were really good in the first quarter as far as their aggressiveness. We've talked about their points in the paint, especially in the first quarter as well, which, I mean, the disparity was was pretty alarming if you're a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, the Bucks didn't turn the ball over. They had one turnover uh, in the first quarter. I thought they played a really, really sound opening stanza, but they only they were only leading by three at the end of the quarter. Right. Right, and those you mentioned the, the late differences, difference of five, difference of six, late in the game, but still not late enough that you couldn't rally from that point when they're down five, when they're down six. But look how quick you're looking at the stat sheet, Doug. Mm-hmm. Look how quick Phoenix turned that around and made it simply double digits in a blink. Time now to go back out to Phoenix Suns Arena. Pat Connaughton is sitting in front of the podium. Go through the last maybe five, six minutes of the fourth. I mean, I know there was. Um, cut it within six, um, to that, you know, and I guess you had the open look on the wing. So what did you see there? Obviously, I know it didn't go down, but what what kind of flipped there? Then they were able to kind of go on a run, some offensive rebounds, things of that nature. Yeah, it just kind of felt like all night they were able to get to those 50-50 balls a little bit quicker than us. Um, 
Sometimes it was a good bounce. Sometimes it was just they were a step ahead of us. And I think that's where, you know, usually we excel. That's usually what our bread and butter is. Uh, we kind of make sure we get to those 50-50 balls. We make sure that we're physical enough to where um, we're putting them on their heels a little bit. But they um, capitalized on all those ones that they got, and uh, they shot the hell out of it. Is it a flashback a little bit to, to the, the Atlanta series when you guys went small? They pulled in a bunch of offensive rebounds at the end of the game to kind of win. I mean, I, I know that that happens. That's a risk to take when you guys go small. But is it kind of frustrating that that's you're in that position again in the finals and, and yet again another team gets those 50-50 balls? Um, you know, I'd have to watch a film a little bit, but it, I, I don't know if it felt like Aiton got a, a ton of them down the stretch. Um, it felt kind of like it was the ones that were loose. It felt like it was the long-range ones. It felt like it was the ones – you know, uh, I think Mikel got a tip on a little bit. They just got their hands on it, and they, uh, and I think it was more or less the ones by the free throw line. He definitely, Aiton obviously definitely is a, a load in there on the offensive boards, but uh, I think it was more those ones that were kind of loose that we just didn't come up with. Second row to Eric. Uh, try to make the shot. One of them, I saw Chris. I mean, Chris is Chris. He's an all-star. When I see him open, I try to get him the ball. Um, definitely should have shot it. Uh, you know, Aiton ran back in transition. He found the um, most dangerous guy, if you want to call it. That's kind of how we do transition defense. Um, and then I just missed one of them. Uh, you know, I think there were a few shots that I could have made that I missed. Um, but uh, that's kind of the name of the game. You know, you want to make sure you put your best shot on it. And you want to make sure, um, you know, you're trying to put your uh, team in a position to win. And then I guess defensively, I know you guys didn't finish the possessions with the defense rebounds, but what do you feel like going small did to to CP and to Devin? Yeah, I thought I put them in some tough positions. You know, I think uh, there were times we were able to pressure them. There were times we were able to make them take some tough shots. I think there were a few times um, that we unfortunately bailed them out with some fouls. I can remember one or two that uh, happened to me um, on rearview contests. But uh, we want to be active. We want to uh, make sure that they feel a little bit more uncomfortable uh, enforcement to some of those tough shots. But you got to finish the possession. And I think they got they capitalized on a lot of those threes after they got the offensive rebounds. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think. They hit 1923, something like that. Go ahead, Sam. Third row. Had the uh, the cameras in the third quarter had caught Giannis getting real emotional with you guys and, and just, you know, trying to get everybody going. What was the message? But then also your time with him the last couple of years, has he changed when it comes to the leadership component and, and those key moments and, and connecting in that way? Yeah, uh, I think his message was just, you know, it's not about any of us individually. It's about us collectively. Stay together, stick together, take it one possession at a time um, was his message in that time out. And then, uh, yeah, he's definitely changed. He's grown as a leader. He's grown as a leader vocally. You know, he's always had that, um, you know, uh, workman type uh, attitude. And he always put uh, as much time in the gym as anybody. Uh, but uh, if you even when he got hurt, you know, he was vocal. He was with us. He was present. He was in the locker room. He was on the bench during games. He was pulling people aside individually. He was pulling people, pulling the team aside collectively. And I think he's done a phenomenal job in his growth as a, as a leader vocally. Third row on the right. Uh, Pat, in the first half, they were hitting a lot of threes as well. I, I think that was coming a little bit more in the half court. When they're shooting like that, in your mind, are you like, they can't keep making every single one of these? Or, or did you feel like, maybe we're not doing something we we're supposed to be. Uh, you know, we're pros. Uh, they can keep making them. I've, I've seen it happen. I think uh, we definitely tried to make some adjustments at halftime. I mean, we were active in the first half uh, being in the passing lanes and, and they made some shots. So we tried to be a little bit less active going into the second half as far as, um, you know, staying in. We wanted to show a body and then try to get out. Uh, and it felt like in the second half we did a better job of it. Again, it, I think they capitalized on the ones that they got loose at the end and they definitely hit some transition threes and uh, book hit a few shots that were, were tough and were contested and um, were step backs and things of that nature. But it's the NBA finals, you know, great players do great things and everyone around here can play. Everyone around here can shoot. So uh, it's just about trying to make them feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Let's go to zoom for a question. Go ahead, please. Let's go to Steven Watson. Hey Pat, this is a familiar territory for you guys being down 0-2 in a series. Only 30 teams in NBA postseason history have come back to win a series when down 0-2. What makes you believe that you guys can be 31? 
Uh, I mean, we're competitors. Uh, we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe. So, uh, you know, we have a, a resilient group in that locker room. We have a, a group that has been through a lot. We've been through adversity this year. Um, and the one thing that's ma- remained consistent is we've fought through it together. We've had each other's backs. Um, you know, we've looked at each other in the locker room and, and we fought for the guy sitting next to you, the guy sitting on the other side of you. So uh, it's no different here. I mean, you got to take it one game at a time, uh, one half at a time, one quarter at a time, one possession at a time. And, uh, you know, we're focused on learning from the uh, things that we need to learn from this past game and then making sure that we're looking towards game three. Back to Eric in the second row. Go ahead, please. Uh, Were you at all surprised that Giannis, one, could go for 40 minutes and then two, put up kind of the numbers that he did just, and I think it's nine days after he hyperextends his knee, and then also as he goes down with that cramp, kind of what's going through your mind? Uh, nothing Giannis does surprises me anymore. I mean, he's got the nickname freak for a reason. I will say it's incredible what he's been able to do. Um, and it hasn't happened without time that he's put in to, you know, get himself ready, get his body better and, uh, you know, continue to do the things that he does to, to be a two-time MVP. Um, and, uh, the cramp, uh, fortunately, I was fortunate enough to kind of look back and see him stretch. So I didn't actually see him on the ground. So uh, I didn't have a 5, 10, 18 second window to really be worried. But, um, you know, he he runs himself to exhaustion from time to time. He leaves it all out there. And that's all you can ask is, uh, you know, a franchise guy. And that's the type of guy that, you know, uh, I want to be playing next to. I was fortunate to play next to a guy like that in Portland with Dame. And uh, I've been fortunate to play next to a guy like that in Giannis who continues to do it at a high level. Any other questions? Thanks, Pat. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Pat Connaughton, who uh, just uh, got done meeting the media. Pat, uh, Pat Connaughton tonight, 14 points for the Bucks in a losing effort. The final score, 118 to 108. Doug Russell, Bob Brainerd, it's the Palermo's postgame show. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back with more, including uh, hopefully we'll get uh, some comments from the man of the hour, at least as far as the Bucks are concerned. Giannis Adetokounmpo at some point with his 42 points. It's coming up next right here on the Palermo's postgame show. Stay with us. Welcome back into the Palermo's Post Game Show. Doug Russell and Bob Brainerd with you. Time now to go back out live to Phoenix Suns Arena. That's where Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are both meeting the media. You know, in, in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, um, you know, they took it, took care of their home court. we got to find a way to do the same. Um, it starts with the first one at home, though. Um, we got to come out, be prepared, uh, be ready for a dogfight. I mean, um, we have been in this hole before. It's not going to be easy, but we got to find a way to do it. Back in middle to Malika. Go ahead, please. Drew, for you, I, I was just wondering, last game you said that you weren't necessarily happy with you, – you, you were happy with the shots you took, but maybe you just could be a little bit more aggressive and eventually they'd fall. I'm wondering how you would evaluate that effort tonight. It seems like your aggression was a little bit up, and does it have another gear that it can go to? Um, <clears throat> I think it good, did a good job of being aggressive, um, especially from the start. Uh, we, got a, we got a quick league early. Um, but again, they it started to go dry there a little bit. But I'll continue to be aggressive. Uh, it's the only thing I really can do is is put pressure on the rim and try to spread out for threes. And and Chris, for you, just when Giannis goes off for I think forty two or something like that tonight, when when he's doing that, do you kind of look at okay, how can we aid him more, or is it what's kind of the process of okay, well, this needs to be a team effort, as you guys kind of always talk about? Yeah, um, just trying to find that balance. Um, at the same time, guys. Gotta try to play through him when he has it rolling like that. Um, he sees a crowd. We gotta be able to help him out. Second row on the right, Delory. Whoever wants to answer this, I'm sorry for the obvious question, but I don't think it's easy to appreciate how hard it is to defend Booker, especially when he's got that back lean. Just how you know you can have a perfect approach, hand in his face, and he still makes it. Can you explain how difficult it is to defend him? I mean, he's one of the lead scorers in this game. Um, he's put in the work and he's practiced for it, just like uh, we've done the same. But um, he's damn near perfected it and, and uh, has been on a roll and been on a tear. So uh, difficulty, yes, but still not impossible for us to, to do a little bit more. Second row on the left to Tim. The past couple of days talking about trying to limit them, getting to the foul line and limiting them in transition. You guys were able to do that, but they obviously got loose from three. Was there anything specifically you guys could have done differently there, or was that just a matter of them getting shots that, you know, they were able to knock down? I think a little bit of overhelping. Um, you know, CP book, they were able to get, get into the pick and roll play and get in the middle. Um, try a crowd to help sometimes. Sometimes we overhelped. Um, sometimes they had tough shots, but, you know, um, 
they did a good job of spreading the floor, um, getting to the middle, and then, you know, driving kick and, and finding shooters. Go to Zoom for a couple of questions. Go ahead, please, Devon. All right, let's go to Spencer Davies. Spencer Davies, basketballnews.com. Uh, either of you guys, just when, when Booker and Paul are, are hitting those big shots and those momentum killers there uh, in the second half, how do you make sure that you guys don't get sped up, especially on the road, um, and, and have that affect what you guys are doing on the other end? I think we do exactly what we did. Um, stay calm, stay collected. Uh, I think um, the third and fourth quarter, we we outscored them in the third and we tied in the fourth. So um, I think there are times in the game where uh, if they hit those big shots, you just got to stay calm like we did. And then once we go up or once we get down, what, seven? We got about seven points. Uh, we got to try to get six. We got to try to get over that hump. Okay, let's go to Maria. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Um, now that you're going back home, what do you think will be the keys to get that first win in front of your fans? And what do you think is something that you would like to work on collectively? Um, like I said, it's going to be hard, um, but that that's what it is at, at this point in the playoffs. Um, you know, hopefully we can knock down a couple more shots, limit them to some of those three-pointers, um, play a little bit faster and free or whatever. Um, what was the second part of the question, sorry? What is something that you would like to continue working on? Yeah, um, you know, knocking down shots would be um, make life a lot better for us. Um, but also just making things tougher. Um, the three-point line, like I said before, um, containing CP and book on those three on those pick and roll plays, and uh, just not allowing them to get to their spot so easily. Okay, let's go to Claudia. All right, guys, this is for both of you. Uh, what are the adjustments do you do to defend at the three-point area when the Suns are shooting fifty percent? Can that be slowed down at all? I think so. I think tonight uh, we overhelped just a little bit too much. Um, you know, with, with Book and, and Chris, they attract some, so, so many people that uh, you want to just try to stop them from getting out of the paint and make it difficult for them. But you can't forget about the other guy. So uh, not helping so much and, and um, hard closeouts to those series. Eric, go ahead, please. You guys have played small in this postseason and rebounded well, gang rebounding. Just what kind of do you need to do better against this Suns team specifically with those small ball units? Yeah, definitely got to um, run down those long rebounds, loose balls. Um, they had several um, late in that fourth quarter. Um, they scored each and every time. Even if they missed that second attempt, they still got it back, hit a mid-range or a three. I mean, we do that. Uh, it could be a totally different ball game. Any other questions? Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Drew uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton uh, meeting the media live at Phoenix Suns Arena tonight. And, yeah, Chris Middleton pretty much summed it up there at the end, Bob, when he said uh, – when he was asked what more could you do, he said, well, I can make a few more shots. Yeah, yeah pretty simple. Sure, yeah. and then make it a little bit harder for, you know, Chris Paul to, you know, and Devin Booker off the, the pick and roll. Y- y- yeah, I don't disagree. Something that y- you can't – see obviously when you're listening on radio like that but Doug and I were watching um the body language of Chris Middleton really looked deflated um which is understandable yeah yeah understandable and he should be because he's certainly had better games and to have a game like this in a game like this in a series like this within the NBA finals um Again, I'm just, I'm reading the body language of Chris Middleton, and you could tell this is again when I made the comment that the Bucks looked frustrated. They looked um, upset with themselves and how they were playing down the stretch. All right, time now to go back out one more time to Phoenix Suns Arena. Forty-two points tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo has just sat down at the podium. Go ahead, please. Hey, Giannis, I, I have two for you. First, I, I'm just wondering, you know, after last game, you said you kind of had tested your, your body. You kind of felt like you could push maybe a little bit more in this game. Did you feel like you could turn up your aggression or you were still testing things out this game? No, you know, as I said uh, in my previous interview, you know, when I'm out there, it's not about testing no more. It's, I'm out there, I'm, you know, trying to play, uh, try to help my team win in any way possible. Um, and, you know, uh, I was out there both times, and uh, that's what I try to do. 
um, you know, I think when you start thinking about your knee or thinking about your toe or pinky or whatever the case might be, you just, you know, make an excuse in your mind. You know, you're out there, just play the game, do whatever you can, um, leave it out on the floor, and um, no matter, you know, what the outcome is, you just live with it. And then it, it seems to me you guys came out, you know, much more aggressive, really turned on in that, uh, turned it on in that first quarter. What was it that you think you needed to do just to kind of stretch it out maybe to the full 48 as you guys are going back to Milwaukee? We just got to keep saying aggressive, um, going back to Milwaukee. You know, we've been here before. We know what the deal is. Um, just got to be aggressive, keep enjoying, you know, playing together, keep enjoying playing basketball. No. Uh, and hopefully our good habits, you know, throughout the year can, you know, take over and now uh, we can put ourselves in a position to win the game. But we know, we know what the deal is. Dr. O, go ahead, Eric. Uh, you, you get that cramp late. Um, <coughs> was there any concern, like when it happened, were you thinking this is somehow connected to my knee or anything like that? Or were you like, yeah, this is a cramp and just frustrated about it? Just, you know, just a cramp. Um, I, don't, I didn't think it was connected to my knee. Um, was, you know, just a cramp. Got to drink more water. Um, for you guys, in when you guys go small without Brooke on the floor, you're obviously a huge part of the rebounding and kind of securing those. Late in the game, you guys struggled to finish those possessions. Just kind of what did you see? And does it feel like, you know, as you're trying to get your stamina back, you can be as active as you want to be in, in those off-ball situations? Uh, yeah, we've got to do a better job. We've got to do a better job in the 50-50 balls. Um, was, uh, I think there was one possession that we gave them three open threes. Um, was able to, uh, you know, get the rebound. I think we were like down six or something. It was a big shot. Uh, we just got to do a better job rebounding the ball. Uh, and it's it's tough. It's tough going small and like switching out. And then uh, I got I got to get my butt back and uh, help help my team to get the rebounds. Uh, but uh, we're gonna hopefully move forward. Uh, we're gonna do a better job with that. Second row on the right. <clears throat> it's been pretty obvious during these playoffs that your leadership role has grown off the court. So that that being the case, do you do anything or can you do anything to help or work with Drew Holiday? He had a kind of a tough start with three of 12. Um, I don't know if you work with him, you leave him alone. You're, it's more than being supportive. Is there anything that you can do in the leadership position? Um, you know, just uh, keep keep talking to him. Keep, you know, tell him to be aggressive. No matter, you know, what's going on. You gotta, you gotta stay aggressive, and you, you cannot, you cannot get, you know, in your feelings. You know, um, it's hard not to. You know, NBA Finals, uh, twenty thousand people booing you, and all that. It's, it's kind of hard, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about me, it's not about him, it's not about Chris, it's not about, you know, uh, coach. It's about all of us. You know, and uh, at the end of the day, if uh, there's a game that you're Three for twelve or whatever the case might be, and you can, you know, rebound the ball or um, get a steal or you know, do something else, you know, to help the team win. That's what it's all about right now, and uh, I think he understands that. And um, I don't worry at all about him. I know he's he's gonna be there. He's gonna be there uh, when we need him the most, and uh, I don't worry about. Him. He's a great basketball player. He's a great basketball player, and uh, he's played great all year, and he's going to continue to play great for this team. Sam, third row. Giannis, in the third quarter, the cameras caught you during the break being very emotional with your guys and, and having, I think, the message you just talked about. What were you telling everybody? And, and then just in terms of the way you use your voice, I mean, are you different now than you were a few years ago in those kinds of moments? Uh. Oh, no, I'm I'm still I'm still the same guy. I'm just I'm just a little bit older, you know. You know, more mature. I know what I want. You know, I, I, I want to I want to win, um, and I want to enjoy the game as much as possible. Um, and you know, in in this situation, like I understand, you know, there's so much, you know, pressure from you know from the from the whole world from. Uh, you know, from the media, from the fans, from, you know, this. But at the end of the day, it's, 
it's not about just in us individual. It's about like the whole team, everybody that worked to be in this position. And um, we should be proud of ourselves and we should just go out there and, you know, enjoy the game to the fullest. You know, we haven't been here since 1974. You know, we, we, we've we made a great run so far this year and we, we got to enjoy this, this part. Um, it's kind of hard to enjoy the game when you're losing. But we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to uh, keep, you know, win or lose, still being together. Um, and we're going, we're going to figure out, we're going to figure out ways to uh, put ourselves in a position to win. But um, no, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm just a little bit older. That's it. That's on the right, Jim. Hey, honest. Um, to kind of follow up on that, though, it, it, going home, can that release some of that pressure to a degree because it's not 20,000? booing you or any of that stuff and it's it's home or, or is that is that overstated no it's it's always it's always good to play you know play at home um in front of your in front of your fans but try not to think about that right now just try to think about what we have to do to put ourselves in a position to win what i gotta do what the team gotta do we gotta watch the clip we gotta we gotta i think we took a step towards the right direction but we gotta keep getting better you know we gotta keep getting better in order for us to uh you know, put ourselves in a position to win this series. Uh, but we're going to figure it out. Um, in this game, what did what did you see in the third quarter there? You know, uh, Booker's theory, I think they go up 15. And, I mean, you scored 13 straight of your team's points um, before Brooke kind of had a putback. So what what changed there? What did you see? What And, and I guess what made you have that kind of run, I guess, offensively? I'm just trying to be aggressive. Um, miss or may gotta be aggressive. Gotta you know leave everything on the on the court. You know, just focusing on my body, and my my technique, and everything I do. Um, yeah, just trying to be aggressive. Just as a follow to that, 42 points, 20 in the third quarter. When you're continually attacking over and over again, what's going through your mind during that time? Um, I, th- I think, personally, I think um, to 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 win this series, it's going it's going to be it's going to be all mental. I feel like there's so much talent, you know, both teams so all, all going to be mental. It's going to be the constant pressure, you know, and um, that's what I want to put to the, you know the other team. And obviously, we get tired. Chris gets tired. Everybody gets tired. I get tired. But uh, like, we got to keep coming over and over again as a team. Uh, keep being aggressive, you know, keep pressuring and uh, just having that constant pressure, you know, putting on them. Uh, and that's what I was trying to do. Uh, hopefully, hopefully going to game three as a team, we can do that more. And uh, and me, I just want to keep, you know, keep being aggressive. Can I go to Zoom for a question. Go ahead, please. Stephen Watson. Hey, Giannis, having been in this position just a few short weeks ago against the Brooklyn Nets, is there anything you can draw on from that experience being down 0-2 that could help you on this stage? I think, uh, you know, no matter, you know, what we say, you know, um, what we put out there, I think we know what the deal is. You know, as simple as that. Uh, we got to go back home and, you know, do our job. They did their job. We got to do our job. We've been here before. And uh, we're able to, you know, get the job done. Hopefully, we can put ourselves in a position we can believe in one another. We can play together. We can have fun. Uh, we can compete. We can, you know, dive on the floor. We can make shots. Put ourselves in a position to win the game. But like, we like we know what the deal is, man. Like, we got to go back home and protect home. Second row to Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but you mentioned the cramp. But there was also in the first half you. Ran into Chris Paul. Yes, it, it seemed like it might have hit your knee. Was that something you felt throughout the game? Is that is that something you feel now? No, no, no. Uh, in that position, I felt kind of. I think my both of my knees collided collided together, but um, I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, paying attention to that. You know, I was paying attention in you know executing our plays, uh, putting myself in a position to be aggressive. Put my teammate in a position to be successful um, and focusing the game. I wasn't focusing money. Server on the left, Jeff. 
Yeah, and you had mentioned that you thought there was a step in the right direction tonight. What, what do you leave here encouraged about? I think we we competed. Uh, this is a lot of things that we got to improve. Rebounding the ball, we can play better. We can definitely play better. We can make make more shots. Getting still getting good looks. Um, but yeah, we're going towards the right direction. Um, now I don't know if we're gonna win the game, the next game, or the game after that. But I know that we're gonna compete. Uh, we're gonna watch what we did uh, good in the tape, and hopefully we can carry over to game three and do it even better, and do it with more energy and uh, with more physicality, and make it tough for them. And um, and I've said this, and I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again. Not just for the media, for myself to hear it. Also. Uh, Hopefully, when we do those things, we can put ourselves in a position to win the game. All right, side turn, bro. Uh, Giannis, over the two games of the series now, uh, you guys are actually outscoring the Suns when you've been on the court. Uh, you played 40 minutes tonight. How do you balance maybe kind of pushing Bud to, to get back in the game early versus making sure that you can be effective in those minutes you're on the floor? Um, I, just, I just trust him. I think he's a he's a great coach, and um, we've worked three years together, and uh, we've been in positions like this more, a lot of times. I think he knows when to uh, take me out and when to put me in. I just gotta trust the process, and um, when I get back in, just do what I do. I can't focus in when I get in or when I get out. I just gotta focus in what I gotta do when when I step on the floor. Any other questions? Thank you, Giannis. All right, Thank there you guys. go. Giannis uh meeting the media. Monster individual performance for Giannis. 42 points, 15 of 22 from the field. Did take those five three-pointers, made one of them. Also pulled down uh, 12 rebounds. But at the free-throw line tonight, 11 of 18, which you'll take. Unfortunately, it was a one-man show for Giannis. The Bucks losing game two, 118 to 108 to the Phoenix Suns, going down two games to none in the NBA Finals. Um, the uh, The history... The, the the numbers, the percentages, they were rattled off during all the media uh, conferences there with Bud and, and the players. Um, when you're down 2-0, it's not optimal, and the percentages say it's difficult. I think it's like 31, 30-some 30 uh, 30 teams have come back to win the NBA championship when they're down no, zero games to two. So it, it's going to be difficult, but here's what has to happen. And Giannis kept saying it and harped on this over and over again. We have to take care of business in game one, uh, game one at home, which is game three. Take that, not look at it as we need to take both games. That's, though, the big picture, Doug Russell, is they have to win both games. If they go down 3-1, if they split the series at home, down 3-1, the Phoenix Suns will pounce and they will win the NBA championship on their home court in game five. So, yes, the Bucks can't look ahead. They need to take it one game at a time. But big picture, they need to get them both. They need to start with game three. Bring the energy that Giannis said, be more physical, which I thought was the theme of game two. Nevertheless, it'll be the theme of game three once again. Be more physical. Make them uncomfortable in game three, which takes place on Sunday evening Mm -hmm. back here in Milwaukee. I think you're right. I think they do have to win the next two games uh, to try to make this a series. But it is a best of seven. It's not a best of three. It's not a best of two or anything like that. Um, They have their work cut out for them. And the usual suspects have to all play at their best at the same time. Again, we're not talking about, you know, uh, early December game against the Pacers on a Wednesday night. This is the NBA Finals. You can't go cold. You can't go cold from the field like Middleton and Holiday did tonight. They're three-point shooters. Middleton made one of his six attempts. You, You have to... You have to knock down those shots, and it wasn't always working to get open uh, tonight as well. Drew Holiday, he only took three pointers or three three pointers, made one of them seven of twenty one for the field uh, from the field. Combined, the two of them scored twenty eight points. I would argue that they probably need to score close to twenty eight points each against maybe the best team in the NBA, and certainly the team that's in the catbird seat to win the NBA Finals. You need your best. Every single night. You can't go ice cold. And now that your backs are against the wall, down two games to none, man, the time is now. It's there's I wouldn't say there's no tomorrow, but I don't know that we're gonna be here talking about this in a week. 
We will be here talking about it. Well, someone will be here talking about it on Sunday evening. Again, the game tips off at 7 p.m. Central Time. So you can join us here 97.3 The Game after the game wraps up when the final buzzer sounds. If you're listening to Ted Davis, who we'll hear on the crossover tomorrow, you can flip over to 97.3 The Game on Sunday for all your Palermo's Pizza Bucks post-game wrap-up. Say goodnight, Doug. Good night, Doug. Any, any <laughs> final, any no, final that wisdom? Was, that was it? Uh, Cheryl Crow liked one of my tweets. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, that was highlight of my night. Yeah, join us tomorrow on the crossover. <laughs> this has been the Palermo's post-game show. When you want pizza, you want Palermo's. Made right here in Wisconsin for over 55 years. Palermo's delicious brands of frozen pizza include Primo Thin, Palermo's Neighborhood Pizza, uh, Pizzeria, rather, uh, Connie's Urban Pie, and Screamin' Sicilian. They are the best. It was my dinner tonight at the Neighborhood Pizzeria. So, so good. Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza, available at your local grocery stores, including Pick and Save, Sendix, Festival Foods, Piggly Wiggly, and Woodman's. Once again, your final score from Phoenix Suns Arena in downtown Phoenix. The Suns 118, the Bucks 108. Phoenix up two games to none over Milwaukee in the NBA Finals. For Bob Brainerd, I'm Doug Russell. Good night from all of us here at 97.3 The Game. All right, that's it. That's the Palermo's postgame show from Thursday night's Game 2. Again, the final score, Milwaukee losing to Phoenix, 118-108. to Now the series shifts back to Fiserv form. The Bucks need to get not only some home cooking. Home cooking would be great. More importantly than that, they need some shots to fall. They need to find a defensive identity. They're still struggling with that. We'll be back on Friday on the crossover. Ted Davis will have a lot to talk about it as well from noon until 3. Until then, I hope you enjoyed today's and this weekend's show. We'll hope for better on Sunday night when the series comes back home to Milwaukee. This has been the Doug Russell Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.